How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? CuriosityStream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question. Why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today, and about five and a half million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and a people. In this episode of Israel, Why is the Middle East Important? We're going to focus on something that has troubled Neil and I a lot. The idea of God, and specifically the God in the Bible, being schizophrenic. Well, of being two different beings in the old and in the new. Two different gods, if you like. Now, the fourth word in the Bible, in the beginning, God. But, Neil, while God is right there at the start of everything, I've noticed, Neil, that Christians have a different view of God, depending on which part of the Bible they read most often. It's not completely invalid to understand. It, it, we've talked about it many times that it's one book. It's especially true that many Christians almost seem to have two different gods. Correct. Right? Correct. Almost, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And and, and one, of the, one of them is in the Old Testament, and one of them is in the New Testament. So I see this as a dichotomy for some Christians, even some pastors. There is the God of the, they even say this, there is the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament. They talk like that. Right. I know Christians who talk this way. The God of the New Testament is love and grace, and the God of the Old Testament is all about power and might and discipline and the law but the god of the new testament is different from that he's love and peace and joy and fulfillment and making me feel wonderful and yada 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 okay so so christians tend to favor the new over the old for this reason because why would you right sure i mean it feels better sure right (laughs) It, it works better right uh, Jesus, you know, Jesus even gave us the new covenant. Oops, nope, no, he didn't. But we're going to talk about that, right? Neil, let's talk about the fact that there are two views of God based on which testament you look at, but it's connected to the old as well. And that line that people draw between them is what I want us to talk about today, Neil. Okay, all right, well, that's a lot. It was. Well, you can tell I'm stirred. No, it's it's I'm good. I'm stirred up about it. It, it. It's good to be stirred up occasionally, I think. Uh, you put up with me often being way too stirred up. <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, the, the, the topic is um, enormous. So Critical. we're going to take a 30,000-foot view here. Yeah, we are. Because that's all we can do. Because we only do. have 30 minutes. And that's all we can do that's is right. a 30,000-foot view. That's right. But if you say, when did God change? Well, first of all, 
he says very. You mean that from the old to the new? When did he change from the old to the new? When, when did, did he, he? When did the powerful God become the grace God? It become the when, little baby that we're used to yeah, seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, the innocent. Right, right, uh, right, right. Well, uh, first of all, God uh, in His writings, both old and new, went yeah. to great lengths to say, "I change not." Where does it say that? Well, uh, in the Old Testament, it says, I am yud heh vav heh. I am Yahweh. I am Yahweh. I change not. That's in Malachi. Malachi 1. Now, it Malachi says other what? places. Malachi 3.6. 3, 3.6. 3, 6. Okay. But, so if anybody wants to look it up, it's right there. Malachi 3.6. And it's, it's many other places. Many God other places. Goes to but that's extent. in the Old Testament. Okay. And in the New Testament, <laughs> in the New Testament to the book of Hebrews, it yeah. says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, today and forever. Mm, forever, yeah. Right? So yeah. right there yeah. you have the same basic concept of the uh, unchangeability of God in what we would consider the Old Covenant uh-huh. and the New Covenant covenant. Now, I, I hear Christians in our audience right now saying, yeah, but that's Jesus. Jesus changes, doesn't change. He's the same. But we have three persons, one God. Right, right. And One so, God. And, and so if Jesus says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, mm-hmm. that he's talking about God. Okay, and that's right? exactly right. I mean, Jesus also went to great extent to say, I and the Father are one. If you've seen there you me, go. you've seen the Father. All and, of you know, All of these sort of things. Yes, so, yes. The idea of further elaboration through the old into the new is correct. There is further elaboration, but it always hinges on the idea of all of God's promises, oaths, commitments, covenants are toward and to Israel only. He never says, never. I have changed my mind. I'm going to the Gentiles. As a matter of fact, what he does say about the Gentiles is we can include them in the covenant to Israel. Which was quite staggering for Jesus' followers. Exactly. They couldn't understand in their day, how does this make sense? How does it work? How do we do it? Mm -hmm. Because it was such a novel idea. Mm. Now, we're faced with the novel ideas of what is God in our day. And it's unfortunate that first we have to go back to the beginning almost to say God changes not he's the same so therefore your yeah. books are the same he has he as, as you and i have said he does not suffer from mental health issues where he's schizophrenic mm-hmm. and he changed there's not one verse that says i'm done with the jews mm-hmm. i'm done with israel i will now go to the gentiles there's no passage anywhere nowhere in that. nowhere it includes gentiles but there are there dead. are people who teach that there are Okay. Right. Just there, want to be sure about that. There are people that say God was done with the Jews and he moved on to us Gentiles. Right. And and, and as we read that passage in Hebrews, by the way, uh, you could uh, check this out for me at some point. Sure. I didn't have time. The, um, but the Greek word for the same, where Jesus Christ is the same. So mm. if you believe Jesus is the Messiah, was ever with God and is God. Yes. Right. That's our audience. Yes. The Greek word for the same yes. emphatically states that Jesus Christ is unchangeable. Unchangeable. So again, if he's unchangeable, yeah. then yeah. God is unchangeable. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you wanted to parse that out some kind of way like you, you said you've heard, God went through great pains throughout Scripture to say, I change not, in a number of different locations yes. and different yes. times. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so uh, he, he doesn't change, so we know that for sure, okay? Uh, and so if he doesn't change, 
uh, there's a couple. I'm going to ask you a question about changing in a second. If he doesn't change, then, therefore, the God of the Old Testament is also the God of the New Testament. It has to be. It has to be right. because of that one fact. Because but there's right. more to it than that, right? Sure. There's a lot more to it. So, Neil, if we, as we talk about uh, the Old, the New Testament uh, being the fulfillment, Jesus said, Jesus said, I did not come to abolish the law. I came to fulfill it. And the fulfillment of it is, uh, to, to me, it's like an ice cream sundae, right? Where the ice cream is the Old Testament, and the and the whipped cream and the cherry are the New Testament. Right. And when you put when you put the whipped cream and the cherry on it, you fulfill that Sunday. It's now a complete Sunday. It's it's a genuine Sunday, and it's not a Sunday otherwise. Just a dish of ice cream. It's, you're right, 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 right. So, so you can't have a Sunday without the ice cream. Right. Right. And the ice cream is essential. Right. And it's the foundation for the Sunday. Or else in your analogy, you're left with a cherry and whipped cream. And whipped cream. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. So and which can, tastes great, but it doesn't have any substance it, to it, it at all. It's not It's not a Sunday. The, whip, the whipped cream's full of air, actually. <laughs> right. But I don't, I don't want to go too far with that analogy. Right. But you understand what I'm saying. So why do Christians do this? Yeah. And so uh, every... Christian, as you said, generalities, uh, has their own rationale. Some, it's what they were taught. Mm. That's what they know. Mm-hmm. Some, it uh, goes back to uh, almost the beginning of Christianity, if you will, the sect of Judaism that believed Jesus was, in fact, the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And we read about that. But the early Christians were all Jews. Mm-hmm. Then at some point, the Gentiles who came into that faith, mm-hmm. you know, numerically yeah. uh, outnumbered the Jews. How and, many years did it take before the Gentiles started to come in? Well, it didn't take that long. With The first Gentile name we have yeah. uh in the church in Jerusalem yeah. is in about 165 we see a Gentile name but we know that by the time of Constantine in the 330s right. he, he had already yep. done the, the but, but the Jerusalem council. council was like 20 years after the resurrection it wasn't it wasn't like right away it wasn't like early no Paul had Paul had it takes time to go on that ship and paddle all the way over to Corinth right right well, and have all these Gentile believers, right? Correct. And and Paul was the one that, that, that saw that, and Peter observed it as well. And so Peter and, and the sheet came down, and God told him, it's for them too. Right. You know? So, But that was years, I think. It wasn't something that happened right away, but it got to a point where they needed to meet, right? These Jewish men needed to meet and say, we have to talk about this. Correct. Because Christians are coming. We're not against it. We just need to talk about what needs to happen here. And the Judaizers wanted them to get circumcised and go through a... They had a. They argued about it for a really long time. Right. And, and they came to a conclusion. And that's what's happening in our day is we, while we can read the same idea of we can't figure out why and what the Gentiles need to do, we can read that there was that council in Acts Mm -hmm. where they laid out what the Gentiles need to do. But it was no simple idea because these Jews, even though they were followers of Jesus and he was making it clear to them, they still had a hard time mentally figuring out what do we do. But hang on a second. The whole point was when they had the Jerusalem council, was how do we, you know, we are going to bring these Gentiles into what? 
Well, we're going to bring them into a faith, a personal relationship with the Messiah. Messiah, which is a Jewish thing. Which is the Jewish concept from the very beginning, <laughs> yes. promised in the Old Testament, yes. by the way. Yes, and so the Gentiles were being attracted to Christ, wanting Christ, getting the Holy Spirit, right? Receiving the Holy Spirit after they came to Jesus. And they, we have to do something about this because we have to integrate them into this covenant. Right. And this in, is a Jewish covenant. Surely. And that's why you have what are called Judaizers. Because yes. if you just give them yes. the benefit of the doubt and say ostensibly they were good-hearted people who didn't understand. Let's just say they were. They thought, based on their own training, mm. that the Gentiles became Jews. Well, that's what a lot of Gentiles think today. If I come into Christianity, I'm yeah. a Jew. Yeah. They don't even like being called Gentiles, yeah. some people. Yeah, right. But the New Testament, the apostle to the Gentiles specifically called them, you Gentiles. Right, he did. So we know that the body was made up of Jews who that never became... That was Paul, by the way. Right, the Go apostle to the, to the Gentiles, yep. right? Yep, So... These Judaizers, they only knew one thing. Well, mm-hmm. if this faith, we know we were circumcised, we know we worship on Saturday, we know our requirements, if they're coming into it, they have to do the same thing. That's the Judaizer. That's the Judaizer. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how many of those Judaizers maybe had an epiphany at some point, a week later, right. two weeks, a yeah. year, 20 yeah. years toward the end of their yeah. life, or yeah. never. Yeah. We don't know how many of them were good-hearted people who just didn't yeah. understand, yeah. but that's also the apostles didn't understand. Mm-hmm. But today you have that same thing, Jeff. You have people who say, I don't want to be a Judaizer, right? Right. Of course, we don't want to be Gentilizers either, right? Right. right? right. But these people who come in, they say, well, uh, some come in and they say, well, I want to be a Jew. I want mm-hmm. to worship on Saturday. I want to... Uh, take on all these dietary they, restrictions. I want to do all this stuff. They that wear the a yarmulke. They, they buy a shofar. They blow it in church. All these things. And all of which is fine, yep. except yes, just Gentiles fine. Yep. never become Jews. Right, ever. E- except that they're acceptable to God. Exactly. That's it. But they that, don't become Jews. They're in the same covenant they're in the as same the Jews. Covenant. Right. Yes. The covenant had a clause in it for the Gentiles. Exactly right. And that's what we're struggling with today. So when you ask that question, what were they thinking, what was happening? Well, that's what you have today is people cannot just look at Israel on any news channel, especially a Messianic Israeli uh, news site, Hmm. and see all of the uh, uh, fulfillment of prophecy coming to fruition with the restoration of Israel Coming with 1948. the people, 1948, yes. born again Israel, yeah. all the people, not just any place on yeah. any globe, yeah. anywhere, yeah. but to a specific geographically yeah. defined They area. could have put them in Cleveland. They could right? have, and they tried. But they didn't. And they tried. But, but they but put them back where they were. Where they were, and with the holy city. So mm-hmm. many... Uh, Christians today who mm-hmm. are Gentiles, mm-hmm. like we, like us, are saying, wait, I don't pretend that I understand all the contradictions and all the conflicting and difficult passages in Scripture. I don't know how to harmonize them all, but that's what Messiah's job is when he comes back, is he will harmonize it all. Mm-hmm. But you really have to not have eyes to see or ears to hear to look at Israel today and say something like, that's a historical accident. 
that they are so prosperous, that they are back in the land, that Jerusalem is besieged on every side with public opinion, with the United Nations, the European Union clandestinely working to wipe them out. Mm. Even today, they find Mm -hmm. their letters and they come to light. That Christians are saying, wait a minute, I don't know how to harmonize every contradiction or every difficult passage, but it's unmistakable that Israel is, again, front and center, just as God of the old and the new said it would be immediately preceding his arrival. Exactly. So, uh, I'm going to, let's let's make the case, I mean, we're making a claim here. We're making a claim it's the same God, right? Let's talk about grace, mm-hmm. okay? Sure. People talk about God of New Testament, it's grace, 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 every one of Paul's letters, grace and peace to you, mm-hmm. right? right? Grace, 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 grace. The, the, the uh, gifts of the Spirit are grace. It's right. all grace, grace, grace. Undeserved favor, right? Sure. Okay. Let's talk about creation. Right. All right? Let's talk about creation. Did we deserve to be created? Correct. Was Did the earth deserve to be created? No. No. It was a, it was a nothing. It was a big blob, void, empty, nothing. Mm-hmm. It, we, it didn't deserve to be. It had no rights. Right? The, the creation itself is an act of grace. Yeah, I mean, it's well, let clear. Me go, let me, so that's, a good, that's an act of grace. So when God said he, he created an earth for man to dwell, for mankind, for humankind to dwell, mm-hmm. that supported our lives, right? And then he created us and put us on it. What an act of grace. We didn't deserve that. Mm-hmm. We were created. We didn't deserve that, Right? We're cre- we have the opportunity to know God. We don't deserve that. There's nothing. There's nothing that we have that we did not that we that, that is not an act of grace. So grace is all the way through. How God helped the Israelites and how he how he helped them win battles and how he gave them the law. It's all grace. The whole thing is grace from beginning to end. It, there's nothing but grace when it comes to how God treats his people. Mm-hmm. Correct. Because we don't deserve a thing. Well, it would be the height of arrogance, wouldn't it, to yes. show up in front of God and say, yes. uh, I disagree with what you chose to do and yes. who you are and you yes. should have done it my way. Uh, so so if, yeah. that's, if that's true, it's the same God. Mm-hmm. It's the same God in the old. He's a grace. He's full of grace. Well, I think people are predisposed to see and to read into uh, the Old Testament scriptures uh, maybe judgment or whatever um, um, harshness based on a predilection. But really, it has been pointed out many times, there's more examples of grace and forgiveness in the Old Testament than there is in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the New Testament makes it clear about grace, as you pointed out, but the fact is the examples, there are many, many, many more examples in the Old Testament of <laughs> grace and mercy in spite of somebody's uh, yeah. humanities and yeah. specifically Israel's exactly. disobedience. Exactly. Uh, but that, that's all for our benefit. As uh, Timothy, uh, Paul said to Timothy, you know, all scripture is good for reproof, for edification, mm-hmm. for teaching in righteousness, mu- etc. How, how much of scripture? How much? It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. 
Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All of it. All scripture. But remember that All of at that point, there was only one. It was the Old Testament. There was only what was written in the Old Testament. That's right. So when Paul is using that for edification, teaching, wow. reproof, wow. he was telling Timothy, yeah. use those scriptures that Christians, yeah. in our case, not yeah. all, but mm-hmm. as you said, some, mm-hmm. are relegating to God's done mm-hmm. with that. But God said, my law is perfect. My mm-hmm. ways are perfect. Mm-hmm. My designs are perfect. Throughout mm-hmm. the Old Testament in different ways, through different prophets, he said it is perfect. Mm-hmm. Now, if that's true, his design for the redemption of Gentiles, too, was through Israel. And that's what you're seeing today. You, you, you're you left wait, with... Wait, 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 wait. His design mm-hmm. for the de- Gentiles was redemption through right. Israel. That's correct. He used Jews. Right. <laughs> right? right? Correct. <laughs> he started with Jews. Right. Coming to Christ. That's correct. Christ was a Jew, right. is a Jew, never not been one, right? right? Well, I don't know about never not been one, but he's a Jew. And so, yeah, uh, salvation comes from the Jews, it says in the New in Testament. Romans, right. And also, as we talked about uh, this, making this case that God is not schizophrenic, he's, he, he is coming back to where? Jerusalem. Jerusalem. And Mount of Olives. And he's coming back with a specified title, and his yeah. title is Lion of the Tribe uh, of Judah. Judah. So he takes these Israelite mm-hmm. approbations onto mm-hmm. himself, mm-hmm. and he comes back with them. So there'd be no mistaking when he comes back, he comes back to his brethren, yeah. Israel, in a very dire time when they're surrounded by enemies, people yeah. who don't like God. Yeah. Now, for our audience that are maybe struggling with what is this God? Is he the same in the old and the new? Again, we point out God is not schizophrenic. He made all these promises of redemption, of mercy, of forgiveness, of uh, the new covenant in Jeremiah where he said... Wait, wait, where? In Jeremiah. The new covenant is in Jeremiah? Very specifically laid out. That's the Old Testament. It's actually laid out in other places, but Jeremiah specifically called it a new covenant. A new covenant. And he, la- he said, "He said, I make with you a new covenant." And he described what it would be. He didn't it, say, "I will right. make with you." Right. He says, "I make with you right a new covenant with Israel in Jeremiah." Right. In the Old Testament. Right. I don't believe it. Yeah. So people, you're going to have to show it to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, it's uh, Jeremiah 31, okay. and you can read about what wow. uh, what God uh, said to the what the pro- prophet Jeremiah repeated. I should say that wow. God showed him of a new covenant. So. This whole concept of Jesus saying, I didn't do away with it, yeah, don't get confused. Right. Yes. Uh, Jeremiah saying, I'm going to, you know, 
what, 700 years before it, mm. Jesus even came on the scene. Mm. I'll make with you mm. a new covenant, not one that mm. says, I do away with all of the old, but mm. a, a substantially new way of approaching me through Jesus, mm-hmm. right? But there are conflicting and contradictory passages that God will harmonize because, yes, it is true that when he comes back, there will be a temple, there will be a Levitical priesthood, there will be animal sacrifices. We can read that as part of the indicia of what Jesus comes back to. I don't know how all that works, and I wouldn't be uh, loath to try to tell somebody, and this is what it means. There are certain things that are above our pay grade. But to simply say God is done with Israel, in spite of what I see nightly on the news, their incredible rebirth and and sustaining power only speaks to one thing. Nobody, no human, human tribe, kingdom, people group could survive like the Jews have if God were not with them. It would be an impossibility because they've been tried to have them be wiped out by many Gentiles for centuries, many different occasions. So, Neil, you seem to be on a roll. Oh, okay. And, I, and I, 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 that, that last thing you said was, was very important, but continue that thought. Well, uh, the thought is, is that Israel is not a historical accident. Mm-hmm. Israel is God's design and plan for the redemption of all humanity. Till any of us, one realizes the absurdity the improbability, the complete statistical anomaly, the never ever in the history of mankind been done before, the very definition of one-off, the ludicrousness of there being a present-day, born-again land of Israel, populated by the same ancient people with the same ancient capital holy city, with the very spot of their holy temple being fought over, only then one can begin to understand the concept of God Almighty. God Almighty. And it's, it's, it's so improbable, right? It's so un, it's ludicrous it's, it, it, that, that it would exist right now. That we're having this discussion. That we're having this discussion, that, that, that Jews are hated in the world. Why would you hate them? What's the point of being of being anti-Semitic if they're not a threat? I mean, it's not a big deal, right? So, uh, right. so, and, and the fact that Israel exists and that Jerusalem is the capital, and you know that that's a, that right there is amazingly improbable that Jerusalem would be the capital city and of sh- Israel again. Correct, and it shouldn't surprise us at all that the old. Testament, if we break it down like that, specifically says these things will happen. And the New Testament is what Jesus said, I came to fulfill this, to make this happen. Right. What the law and the prophets say. Right. Now, unfortunately, I'll ask the rhetorical question, who do you think would want the so-called church, I'm just saying all of that, whatever it is, the church, to not understand these basic concepts, what Paul has called the milk. The milk, right? He calls right? it the milk. It's, yes. it's so simple. Yeah. <laughs> now, I grant you that there are contradictions and difficult passages. Yes, yes. there are. Yes. No doubt. Yes. The Messiah will harmonize all of them. But that the idea that 
who do you think the being would be that wants to keep the church that prays to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right. Jews, by the way, right? right. not Gentiles, no. Jews, Jews, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and were commanded to pray for the holy city. You will pray. That's what Shavu yes. Shalom yes. Yerushalayim is. You will pray. Not, it would be nice. I'll give you a blessing if you... He says, yeah. you will pray yeah. for the peace of Jerusalem. Yeah. But... Who would want to keep the church, those again who've been born again, had an experience with the Spirit, believe and look forward to the Messiah, the Jewish Messiah, mm-hmm. coming back to mm-hmm. redeem all humanity? Who would want to keep us from that, from the church? There's a wicked one, and yes. he's very powerful. Yes, yes. And all you have to do is look at the news, and you can say, I see the God of the Old and New Testament. Mm-hmm performing his miraculous deeds mm-hmm. as he promised mm-hmm. repeatedly mm-hmm. through promises, oaths, and covenants that yeah. he made and swore yeah. by himself. Yep. I, and I can also see the people against it mm-hmm. who are coming against Israel, who mm-hmm. don't want it to happen, who don't want this... The hatred. This, the the hatred, hatred that's involved the, with the that. Raging, the raging. The rage absolute involved rage involved with that. Amazing. And all you have to do is watch the news. It's a neighborhood. It's a postage stamp it makes no sense it makes no sense at all and yet christians right this is where we're at folks christians separate the old from the new right they don't integrate right. they don't understand right that the grace of god is all through the bible oh. the bible it's right. one book right god loves in the old testament right if he didn't create us how could he love us if he didn't create us? He he loves us. He wants us to be he wants us to know him. The whole point of Adam and Eve was to create a kingdom on earth where he could dwell with his people and they would dwell with him. Right. That was the whole point of the whole Garden of Eden. Right. And they screwed it up. And he said, Okay, I'm gonna to have to find another way to make this work. Yeah, there's a lot of theology that we don't understand, but the fact of the matter is it's before us in our day. Many, many Christians are saying, wait a minute, there's a great many things I don't understand with the writings. I don't know how to harmonize them. Mm-hmm. But that's what we're, we're attempting to do here is say, we're not telling you how to harmonize them or that we know all the harmonizing mm-hmm. of all the difficult passages. Mm-hmm. But what we're saying is, if we believe God changes not, and if he had a plan, and if I belong to God and say, it's your plan, it's certainly not mine, yeah. I'm going to make my theology come into line with God's revealed plan Mm -hmm. of redemption, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not I am going to make my theology reign supreme and I am going to dismiss all of that uh, Old Testament stuff and I'm going to make a new God of my creation and he's a loving God and he does exactly as I want and I'll take and pick and choose the blessings for me and the curses for Israel perhaps because we've seen that often Right. and so we're saying no God is not schizophrenic he suffers from no mental health issues he went out of his way to say I change not and he showed grace to Israel so that we could have the assurance that we also have grace otherwise how secure would we be if he was insecure with Israel. In other words, God said, I changed my mind. They were way too wicked for me. I'm going to start again. Well then, Jeff, he would start again with the church. Even, as we said, a quick review of church history would say, certainly if God's done with Israel, he's got to be done with the church age. And by the way, there are those who believe that. Oh man, that's so sad that there are those who believe that. Neil, I, I, I was sitting here 
listening to you, and, and what popped into my head was the last chapters of Revelation. The last chapters of Revelation, the Book of Revelation, folks. I encourage you to I encourage you to read those last chapters. Revelation is not preached in our churches because it's difficult to explain for some people. It's 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 there's a lot of imagery in it that's difficult to explain. But if you read the last chapters, guess what happens? The Old Testament God shows up in a big way. He'll have none of it. He's done. At the end, he's done. And he's going to open the books. And all the people whose names are not in the book are going into a lake of fire where it says they will burn and suffer for eternity. Burn and suffer. That's the Old Testament God. That's the God of wrath that we don't like in the Old Testament. Jesus is the suffering servant. And then he comes back as the warrior that wins the day, that completes the role, that completes the, the whole plan of God. And, and, the, and the, the wheat and the chaff, as Jesus said in the Gospels, is separated and the chaff is thrown into the fire. That's the Old Testament God showing up. Right. Well, and, and that's what so we say. So it's the same God. He, he, he is, right. And, and Jesus was just like him. He said, I'm the, I'm the same. Mm-hmm. I, am, I and the Father are one. So, mm-hmm. so the God of the Bible, the whole Bible. The whole Bible. He's both. He brings judgment righteous judgment because yes. he knows what needs to be judged yes if he just picked and choosed he would be arbitrary that's but right he brings judgment he knows what he's he doing also brings grace and yes. he always did in the old yes and in the new he's yes. harsh yes and he's graceful and we are blessed if we can say lord right right save us yeah and and the people the the the, the souls that he throws into the lake of fire at the end is not joyful He's gonna cry. He's gonna weep over that. But he's a God. He's he's who he is, and he cannot, cannot. You either love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength as best you can. You do that. You point it. You point your life at that, and you love your neighbor as you love yourself. You point your life at that, and if you don't do that and accept Jesus as the way in, it's not good. If you thumb your nose at thumb your nose at God and say, I don't need you, he has a place for you. And it's the same God. It's he will same. not be mocked. Right, and, and that's what's important is to say to show that that all these concepts are consistent. They're they're not uh, arbitrary, they're consistent mm-hmm. concepts. And for instance, uh, Isaiah said, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Hello. That's the son that we call the son of God. Hello. He's, he's also called Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace, his government will be no end. He will reign on the throne of David. Hello. Wait, Lion of the tribe of Judah. Hello. The, the kingly tribe of Judah. All these things in justice and righteousness, from that time he will reign forevermore. How is it that we can accept that and say, well, that's our God of the New Testament, mm-hmm. but he was, it was written mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. Yeshiahu mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. Yes. When did he change? He didn't change. He didn't it's change. It's the same. It's the same. It's, the, it's consistent throughout. The, the same God that destroyed the earth with a flood is going to throw the people who reject him into the lake of fire. The same God, the one in the old, 
is the same as the one in the new. If the people in 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 uh, Genesis with Noah, those people were thumbing their nose at God. They had no use for Him whatsoever, and the, God only was able to find one that He would that that He could start over with, and He did with Noah. And we talked about that early on, I think in second or third or fourth show, and you can you can listen to it. You can listen to that show. Uh, but it's the same God that does the same kind of thing in Revelation. That's exactly right. And that's to our point of God does not change. Right. He's loving and merciful and yes. harsh as far as sin judgment. Yes. And he judged Israel very harshly on numerous occasions. And it's also for our benefit in the church age. But again, God makes it clear, and especially we talked about Jeremiah and his promise of the new covenant, uh-huh. that God makes the covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. And he says, this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel. And then he describes it. I will make it with the house of Israel. Mm -hmm. And thank God there's a clause in that covenant. The Gentiles can come in. It was always his plan. But he made the covenant with Israel. So we have to be careful not to say, I have a different God and he's done with Israel. Mm. Granted, there's difficult passages, there's difficult topics of Scripture that we we can't and won't attempt to answer here. Uh, we could give our preference, we could give our biases, but we're not going to do that. But what we have to do here is say it's the same God, same promises, same manifestation, and it will be when Jesus comes back as well. This has been a great discussion for this episode of Israel, Why is the Middle East Important?, I look forward to how this continues to unfold. As you can tell, Neil and I enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at our home at Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? That's Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? And you can find us on Facebook using that same title. And you can email us at whyisthemiddleeastimportant at gmail.com. That's whyisthemiddleeastimportant at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, please invite your friends to the conversation. One thing Neil and I always say to each other is, I don't know. Because the only way we know is to not know. Once you have it all figured out, you stop learning. And that state of mind is what helps us to learn and grow. We invite you into that journey with us. From Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Pelletier, Shalom, and see you next time.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.